You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Horn Frogs. My name is Stephen Simcox. Uh, actually, I'm sorry. Welcome into a Locked On Crossover Edition because oh, there we go. it's not just Locked On Horn Frogs today. We have Cody Stovall with us from Locked On Pokes. If you don't know that name, well, he's brand new to the network. Um, but as you can see, Cody is passionate about uh, Oklahoma State. As you see that big flag behind him, and, <laughs> and Cody, we'll, we'll start here, buddy. So, like, I, you know, I'm loving the beard. I'm jealous because that's never really been something that I can I can pull off. And you told me this has been something you've uh, kind of rolled with since 2011. Is that right? Yes, sir. It's really, I mean, the the, the 2011 run was so amazing, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I may or may not have contemplated crying when I had to shave it after the Iowa State game, but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Yeah, so uh, I, I started growing it out then, and it got close to this point, so I just kind of kept rolling with it, and I've been doing it every year since. And, yeah, every time we lose, I, I, I cut her down, and it is what it is. Right, and so we, we had a game this week that I feel like before the season – probably not a lot of people circled and thought, Hey, this is going to be two teams that are sort of in the conference title race. Now, Oklahoma state, that was expected. They've been about as consistent as anybody under Mike Gundy as of late TCU, new head coach, Sonny Dykes coming in, but they're both five and oh. So I guess Cody, what to you is sort of the big storyline coming into this matchup between the Cowboys and the Horned Frogs in Fort Worth two five and oh football teams facing off. I think the funnest part about this game is every every strength that we have, you have a counterbalance to it. And I think that the thing, the same thing is for TCU. Whatever strength they have, we seem to be able to counterbalance it as well. Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, you're averaging 6.7 yards a carry between your quarterback and two running backs, right? But we're only allowing under 4.0 yards a carry, right? right. So something's got to give. And I think the same thing goes for the wide receiver core. We have a plethora of wide receivers that have, you know, far more yards, but you guys do spread it around a little bit more. But our star receivers averaging 21.3 yards a catch. Your star receivers averaging 12.3 yards a catch. So between the running game and the passing game, we offset each other so, so, so well. Yeah, it's going to be intriguing. Like, this is the biggest home game in a while for TCU, probably since 2017, where there's some real stakes. It's going to be a sellout. I imagine, you know, one one disadvantage of the school being a small school in DFW is there's a huge alumni base of just about every yeah, yeah. Big 12 program right there. And also, I mean, Stillwater's not that far away. And, you know, Oklahoma State fans are going to make the drive down. Uh, yes. but But nonetheless, I think it'll be a raucous crowd. So let's let's we'll get the keys of the game in a minute. I do want to key in on that defense though. Okay. The Oklahoma State defense last year was incredible. I mean, that is what they were, that's what their identity was. It's what they did well. You knew they were gonna be physical. And it, it looks a little shakier this year. I know there's some injuries in the secondary this week. Um, what do you think has been the biggest difference? Are are you concerned at this point, or do you just feel like this is maybe some early season? Um, kinks that are getting worked out that could get better as, as the season progresses. 
I think, honestly, it, it's more of the latter. It's got to be the Kings working out simply because when you have three to four potential NFL guys on the defensive line, at some point in time in the season, they're all going to have, you know, the day that we think they're going to have. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah. They're yeah. going to have, they're just too good not to. And if you, if you heard of from Derek Mason this last uh, couple of days in his interviews, he had kind of alluded to the fact that our defensive line, although extremely talented, were almost being, dare I say, selfish by trying to get to the quarterback so much that they didn't move as a solid line. Mm -hmm. Right. The objective is to get all four guys moving at the same pace, kind of like if you envision the, uh, the Trojan armies that had the shields that interlocked. Yeah. Right. So if we, if we lose leverage at, at the defensive end or the D tackle spot, we leave gaps and sure. Texas tech Baron Morton exploited those gaps. And I do think that if we do that again, Max Duggan's going to have a field day. But since we're aware of it and Mason is talking about it, that leads me to believe we're hopefully fixing it mm -hmm. <laughs> in preparation yeah. for this day. Yeah, and, and you talked about Max Duggan. So I thought about this today. I think these two quarterbacks are pretty similar in their journeys. They, both, they both have taken a lot of heat in their careers. Mm -hmm. um, there's some inconsistency. There's been some turnover-prone issues. But I feel like also both of them possess really great intangibles, good leaders, a lot of experience, and – it's early in the year, but Spencer Sanders seems to be most comfortable right now, you know, at this point in his career. Obviously, Max Duggan has had a huge turnaround. Um, the Spencer Sanders conundrum, where do you sort of sit? <laughs> where do you sit on, you know, October 13th, 2022, and how comfortable are you with him leading this offense? Because, I mean, it, it does feel like there's been some improvement, Cody. Absolutely. hundred percent. So he is, they're both very underrated. I think you nailed it spot on verbatim what I would have said. Right. And, and it statistically is accurate because they're both number one and number two in the big 12 and overall quarterback play. So, right. It's working. I think that Spencer Sanders should be on the Heisman list. Now I know it sounds slightly homerish, but if you look at the statistics, uh, and compared them to Bryce Young before Bryce Young's injury, Spencer Sanders led Bryce Young in every single daggone category, except for having a different kind of helmet. Mm. His, yeah. his job is to control the offense. And if you've heard Gundy say that he literally gave the keys to the offense to Spencer to allow him to do whatever he wants. So he can check to whatever play he wants at any time he wants because he's earned that right. And Gundy didn't do that with Mason Rudolph. He didn't do that with Brandon Whedon. So I think that does say to the level that Gundy respects and understands Spencer's going to get it done. And his interceptions this year have been not, not bad. And that's the, been his Achilles heel his entire time here. Well, both of them have a chance to add to their legacy on Saturday and a pretty big midseason matchup. I want to talk keys to the game next. Before we do that, one of our great sponsors, Bet Online. Cody, I've just met you, but I feel like I know you enough to say this. Do you like making money? Is that something you enjoy? You know, on days that end in a Y, it's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people would agree with you. So, Bet Online 
is a wonderful place to go. We're both sports nuts. I know everybody watching this or most people watching this, you're probably going to watch a nasty amount of college football on Saturday. You might even watch an insane amount of NFL football on Sunday into Monday. So why not try to make some money while you're doing that? Go to bet online today. Lee Sterling for Paramount sports. He's been doing this for a long time. The line for this TCU Oklahoma state game. I'm surprised by this. We'll get to predictions later on. Agreed. The frogs, the frogs minus four. Now they're home. So I I get it, but it started at three and a half. And I thought the money would come in on Oklahoma state and people would drive that down. But right now, as of now, frogs minus four. So wherever you, however you feel about that, get in on that action on bet online. And then there's plenty of games. It's also just a good place to go. If you need sports news, injury updates, um, all those kinds of things. Bet online, they're one of our most loyal sponsors. Use them today. You can use the promo code locked on and uh, get a sweet kind of sign on bonus to get going. Yeah. So that is bet online. All right. It is a locked on crossover edition. And we have Cody Stovall with us who, listen, you need to subscribe. It's going to be live on Monday, locked on pokes. Um, a show about Oklahoma State. You Oklahoma State fans that are listening, I know a few of you have commented on YouTube videos this week. You have a home now for Oklahoma State coverage. I'm going to turn it over to Cody here. All right, Cody, your keys to the game. If Oklahoma State gets a victory on Saturday, what what happens for, for this offense and defense and, and just the team as a whole as they roll into Fort Worth? Um, I think so. Our objective is to exploit the secondary, in my opinion, right? But but if Dominic Richardson can get rocking and rolling because – he even mentioned in an interview, he's still slightly, slightly spiteful about what happened when he went to TCU. Yeah. So yeah, I got bumped by Zach Evans and then ended up moving on. Expect him to run with an extra degree. If Dominic Richardson gets over 100 yards, I do believe that indicates we controlled the, the, the clock. We controlled the game. And I think that's very, very, very possible. On the flip side of it, if we allow more than 4.5 yards of carry, it's going to be a long day for us. So I think that's the two the two biggest things. It's going to come down to the running game on both sides of the ball. Dominic Richardson is averaging 4.1 yards of carry. Spencer Sanders is 4.2. With you guys averaging 6.7 yards of carry, one of those two's got to flip. Yeah, and, and asking you about the defensive line here. So you talked about Derrick Mason – excuse me, Derrick Mason and – uh, you know, some of the discipline that he expects, some of the gap control that he expects from his guys. Mm-hmm. One thing, this TCO line, they are improved. Now, they've had some moments this year. The SMU game, um, the Ponies ran a lot of stunts, a lot of, you know, kind of blitzes and different motions, and it confuses TCU offense. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma State, under Derek Mason, what do they like to do from a pressure perspective? Is he trying to bring extra rushers? Are they just playing straight up with that really good defensive line? This D-line versus O-line, how do you kind of see that matchup playing out? Um, I, You know, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I, as I said, with so many potential NFL players on that, that D-line, there's going to be a day that they figure it out collectively and yeah. they, do, they do something dirty. I feel like that's going to be this weekend. I, I like TCU. Uh, I, I love the the Horn Frogs, but I think this is the the day that the D line uh, shows what we've all been wanting to see collectively. 
Yeah, it's it. You mentioned earlier these two teams kind of mirror each other in some ways. I agree with that. I think both of them want to move the ball through the air. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like when I'm thinking about keys to the game, this Oklahoma State secondary can they hold up? You know, against Quentin Johnson, against Darius Davis, Tay Barber, some of these explosive TC receivers, and then another key for me. One thing now, Kansas got out to a 17 to 10 lead midway through the third quarter. And TCU was able to sort of right the ship and get it done. But they've had fast starts in just about every single game so far this year. Mm-hmm. And so can you do that again? Can you make sure the crowd is involved and and get that atmosphere sort of ramped up and maybe put some doubt in Oklahoma State's mind? And then defensively, you know, it, it's been sort of an inconsistent year, but I think the defense has improved. Their defensive line – can can the front three get some push? Can they get some pressure on Spencer Sanders? And yeah, Dominic Richardson, this is sort of a revenge game for him. You know, he was mm-hmm. a kid that that the frogs liked, but they just suddenly didn't have room after right. Zach Evans showed up. And mm-hmm. I'm sure he is motivated to show to say, hey, like, I know this is a new staff over there, but I still want to show everybody what you could have had if mm-hmm. if if I stuck around. Um, absolutely. So that's gonna be a fun sort of subplot to the game. Okay, Cody, another thing I, I wanted to sort of get your thoughts on. Mike Gundy to me. I believe, <laughs> like, well, I just believe he's he's a he's sort of a goofy guy at times. He had the mullet rocking for a long time. He's the wrestling singlet. Yes, the wrestling singlet. He's outspoken. <laughs> I think he's very comfortable where he is, mm-hmm. and he feels like yep. he can share his opinions. 100%. But I think all of that, sometimes people don't realize – what a good coach he is because they just think he's kind of a, a bit like a walking sort of goofball. But I mean, the stability at Oklahoma state has been really impressive. So if, if you strip away some of the behind the scenes stuff and um, you know, I guess some of the jokes that have been made about him, he really has become sort of like the standard bearer for this conference in a lot of ways. I mean, am I correct in saying that? A hundred percent. And, you know, it's I, I kind of chuckled when you said that because he's awesome, but he's also a walking conundrum because it, 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 as much as he gets the disrespect, he does deserve respect. He does deserve a statue. Now, hopefully we do it a little bit smarter and we don't put the statue up while he's still coaching, you know, to, to avoid awkward moments in the future. But yeah, that's a fair shot. I see what you did there. (laughs) He does deserve all of that, all of the accolades, but the lack of Bedlam wins and big 12 titles is something that no Oklahoma state fan can deny is an issue. That's why he gets, I think a little bit of, like you said, the, the, the verbal type of hate. And he looks like, He's kind of goofy. It's because people don't respect how many wins he has because we don't really win the big ones. So the, the remembrance factor is an issue and it always comes down. And, and, and I, everybody envision the water boy. When I say this, please, it'll, it'll help with the mental imagery. I envision all those years of him looking across the, the, the field at Bob Stoops as that 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 connection to where he was too scared to open the playbook because I can't tell you I can't count how many times we have hunt the ball inside our own side of the field or kicked field goals when we had opportunities to take a lead or take control of a game he loses the close ones by his decisions 
that's that's the frustrating part about Mike Gundy. And okay, a big picture question here, since since you're here with us right now. You know, one one unfortunate thing about the Big 12 shakeup is we are losing some natural rivalries, right? Mm-hmm. And that Bedlam series. I mean, I know that it, it's been a source of frustration in a lot of times for Oklahoma State fans, but it is like it's a game that everyone around the nation recognizes as one of the great rivalries in sports. So how are you feeling about, you know, the possibility of that ending and how important if, if Oklahoma leaves after this year, mm-hmm. I know last season was huge because it had a big 12 title implications and yep. it was yep. sort of a coronation for an Oklahoma state team that had done some special things, but like Finally. How, how important is this game this year? I know we're a long way away from that. If, if it is sort of the final bragging rights for, for an extended period of time, possibly. Yeah. So ironically enough, I'm actually uh, in the minority from what I've seen on social media when it comes to uh, the Bedlam rivalry ending. I, I'm of the ilk of, we should continue it somehow, some way, because you are right over the last decade, most of these games have come down to, you know, three to seven points, right? So it has been something that's been not only worth watching, but it means a lot as far as which team's getting somewhere, including all those times that OU beat us and went to the CFP Final Four. I don't like it ending because we're good enough to beat them year in and year out finally, and now it's ending. Like, we finally get that little brother (laughs) status out a little bit, and they're disappearing. So they get to scoot off in the night, keep saying big brother, big brother, because they don't have to place anymore. I would love 10 more years because I think, and if you look at this in-state recruiting, what I'm saying is accurate. We're going to keep putting a whooping on them. I'm just going to call it like it is. All right. I love it. I love it. Oh, you fans, if you're watching, comment here on Lockdown Horn Frogs. I'll, I'll relay the message to Cody. Hey, uh, well, we don't, we don't have 42 new players and a whole new staff to deal with. That's going to take time. Yeah. And the time is. that it takes for that to get good well, we would already have done run out of Norman with the W. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is going to take some time. And I think it's it's a much bigger rebuilding job than people people realize going in, obviously, the way that they're playing right now. So, moment of truth, Cody, your prediction, you can give me a score. You don't have to, but if you want to give me mm-hmm. a score, that's fine. Prediction yep. for Saturday, TCU, Oklahoma State, who wins and why? Um, well, I, I'm going to say that we get it done 52 41. That's my call. All right. Um, there's going to be offense, right? So our defense was on the field for 104 plays last weekend, right? That's a lot. You guys are going to be smart to try to exploit that. And I think that on the other side of the coin, we have the ability to score in 30 seconds or nine minutes. We have shown that. So I think the mixture is going to, is going to be able to kind of counterbalance it. And I think we get the dub, but TCU's not not out of the picture. I think TCU and K-State um, are going to be who we end up facing in the Big 12 title race. Uh, I know Texas fans aren't going to like that, but with Quinn Ewers, you're a football team. Without Quinn Ewers, you look like OU's second string squad. Yeah, uh, so – I, I have been accused on my channel of being negative in the past. I am I am a cautiously optimistic fan. <laughs> but I'll say this. I am I, I like how this TCU team is playing right now. I think being at home is gonna be good for them. I feel like this is a close game. I'll take TCU, and this is strange because I'm taking them by a three-point margin, 
And I don't have a ton of confidence in Griffin Kell, their kicker. But <laughs> I was <I'll>, going to say. <laughs> I'll take him 38-35. Uh, I just think the offense is still consistent and the defense does enough to get it done. I have a ton of respect for Oklahoma State, but I feel like the way this TCU team's rolling, they, they win the game on Saturday. But, man, this is going to be fun. I mean, huge implications for the rest of the season in the Big 12. Hinges yes. on on this matchup, mm-hmm. Cody. Before we go, let people know where they can find you on social media. And I guess the the podcast is launching on Monday, so if people mm-hmm. want to start getting ready to subscribe, where yep. where can they do that? Uh, well, the the Locked On Pokes is currently going to be a continuation. We're flirting with the idea again of changes to Locked On Oklahoma State. Uh, I am on Twitter at All Day O State at All Day O State on Twitter, and also. Uh, I run a historical kind of slanted uh, uh, personal YouTube page as well. All right. At all day. O state. That's where you can find Cody's work. And uh, yeah, tune in on Monday. Excited to have him part of the network in Oklahoma state represented again, because you know, they're one of the perennial big 12 contenders each and every year, especially lately. So that'll do it for uh, a locked on crossover edition. Thank you for joining us. I'm Stephen Simcox. You can subscribe to the Locked on Horn Frogs YouTube channel. We'll both be back next week with coverage of this game and more on our respective channels. I hope everyone has a good day and enjoy the game on Saturday.